0: Secrets to Real Estate Investing, episode 60.
1: Welcome to the Secrets to Real Estate Investing podcast by House Flip Masters, where you will learn powerful strategies from top experts in real estate investing, and you will find valuable information to take your investments to the next level. Now, here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann.
0: Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. I have for you a lady who is so fun. I think of her as a rock star because she has pink hair. I'm sure you'll see it in the (laughs) photos and in our video on YouTube if you want to see it. She is amazing. She has such a great success story of true rags to riches, much more rags than I've heard in the past. I can't wait to introduce you to Edna Keepe. So thank you for being on the show, Edna, and welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Holly. I think this will be fun.
0: (laughs) Well, to enlighten our listeners to your beginning and tell us about some of your path and past, give us your backstory, Edna. Where did you start and how did you get to where you are today?
1: Sure, I'd love to share that, Holly. So um, uh, I kind of always start my story as I, I was a single mom at age 16. And so I couldn't go to university or anything like that. Not that I had a lot of interest in university anyway. Um, but I, I lived in uh, low income housing, subsidized housing. And my daughter went to subsidized daycare. So I paid all of $30 a month for her to go to daycare. Always worked, always worked. Um, but, but I didn't know much about making money or anything like that. And uh, so, so fast forward quite a few years, I tried different jobs, receptionist, bookkeeper, accounting clerk, and different stuff. I'm kind of office administrator, worked my way up. Uh, and I eventually became a financial advisor. And I worked uh, as a financial advisor for about 15 years. I built up uh, a pretty nice book of business. At one time, I had over 600 clients. Um, uh, I enjoyed it when I was working at it. I I I got I had some really great clients. I eventually sold off a bunch and ended up with just my top 300. Um and uh and when I was 40, I, I well actually I met my husband when I was 36. I got married when I was 40. And um always busy with work. I I traveled around a lot with work and uh made good money. Uh I had um uh uh, you, you have assets under management when you're selling mutual funds. And I had, uh, oh I can't remember how many million, about 25 million, I think. So I had a recurring income, which is which is where I got a real taste of passive income uh, at coming in all the time, which was so nice, but I always worked and, and made more. And uh, so when my husband and I decided to have children, uh, we both of us didn't want to be gone as much. So we tried to figure out some other stuff that we would do. And uh, I, I thought, I'd be one of those moms who would go right back to work, but uh, didn't want to. I, You know, when the girls came along, I, I really never went back to work more than three days a week. Um, and then I moved over into the real estate world because we just got tired of all the ups and downs of the stock market. And uh, so in 2007, we were introduced to uh, the real estate. And before that, I uh, we owned our own home, but we really didn't understand how real estate investments worked. Um as a matter of fact, I remember telling my mutual fund clients, well, why would you invest in real estate? Like it grows by 3% a year. Like it doesn't even sound good. (laughs) You know, that was what I thought. Um, but we decided we needed a second income stream because my, my income was always tied to mutual funds and it was, everything was up and down. And of course, if it was up, I made more money. If it was down, I made less. And um, we, we didn't like to have our lifestyle compromised, so we thought, well, well, you know what, we'll pick up one or two rental properties and, and see how it goes. Um, so we went to a weekend class with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I'm sure most people know. Uh, and we just learned so much in that weekend that... Um, we, we kind of sat back and you know at the end they offer you a chance to take some further education and we kind of worried about it because it was quite a lot of money I think it was 27,000 US at the time and uh, we, we had equity in our home that's what we were going to use but it was still a big decision to, to spend that kind of money on ourselves because we didn't know how far we'd want to take it um, but you know that was the turning point that year we spent a lot of time uh, educating ourselves we bought our first two properties. Um, And and you know what, Holly, you jump in anytime you want to stop me. I can ramble on sometimes forever and ever.
0: Well, I do want to jump in because I'm based out of the Los Angeles area. And your adorable accent is clearly not from Los Angeles. So start out by telling to our listeners where you're from and where you are.
1: Well, we currently live in White City, Saskatchewan, which is just outside the capital city of Regina. Uh, we're on an acreage and I work from home so this is my home office the nice green green background see that yeah and uh, I've always been from Saskatchewan and you know what our primarily our real estate portfolio is in Saskatchewan too so we've we've had some really good numbers some really good growth lately uh, so uh, yeah so Saskatchewan Canada which is kind of straight straight up from um, montana north Dakota that area okay
0: yeah and your accent reminds me a little bit of how Minnesota Uh, ends, if that's a word to talk. Oh, yeah. So probably because they're not too far from you.
1: Yeah, exactly. I love it. Okay,
0: well, why don't you tell us about your first deal? I love to hear about people's first deal in real estate.
1: Well, you know, we were really nervous, and we looked at a few different properties, and and everything scared us. You know what? Tenants scared us. Uh, roofs scared us. Uh, you know, furnaces scared us. All that kind of big stuff. Um, so our very first purchase ended up being a condo. And our realtor had taken us around and looked at a few houses. And they all just seemed like a lot of work. Uh, but these condos were done up pretty nicely. There was no work involved, which was important to us. Uh, we, we paid a little bit more for it. But I still remember the the day he, he took us into... The, the yard to look at these condos and, and we drove up and I said well how many of these are for sale because they weren't all for sale and he said well he gave me a number and I said is that one there for sale right in front of me and the reason I asked him that is my daughter had just moved in to rent that place like like the month prior and he said looked at his list and he goes as a matter of fact it is for sale and I said well then you know what I want to take that one because, and I hadn't even been inside yet because my daughter lives there. I said, I already know I got a good renter. Cause again, we were scared of tenants, right? Um, and then within the next couple days, he also said that the one beside it was for sale. Uh, so my, my daughter was telling me that the tenant beside her had lived there for 17 years.
0: Oh, wow. They weren't moving, were they? They
1: were not moving. So I said, you know what let's buy two let's buy two right there side by side they were both nice units two bedroom um, garden style and uh, so we did and uh, so those were our first two purchases and you know what we still own them to to this day uh, my daughter lived there for quite a while um, but uh, the the kind of the funny part of this story is is we we met with the tenant and we told them our story and that we were looking at investing in real estate and and uh, they ended up buying their own place in the same unit, like within a couple of months. And we thought, oh my gosh, I think we talked too much, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I told them how great it was. They're like, okay, we want to do that too. So you had to get a new tenant.
1: Huh? But you know what? Um, we put an ad up and we got a really nice tenant. Another, it was a older fellow with a, a handicapped daughter, um, and that he was looking after. And they stayed with us for a couple of years. So, so th- those were our first two. So, and they're like I said, we still own them to this day. We lived about eight blocks away. From those two purchases, we don't now because now we're out on an acreage, uh, but we yeah we still own them to this day. And you know we were able to refinance those properties within a year because we bought in a rising market, pull all our money out of them.
0: Nice. So, what are what's the general numbers of it? Were you making positive cash flow like right up front, or was it a struggle, or what was that?
1: About? No, you know what? We had positive cash flow right from the beginning. But one of the reasons we bought those condos is it had a rental pool where you could um, uh, buy into the rental pool, and if and then it was just based on the number of vacancies, or we could take the risk on ourselves. So what I found out very quickly. Uh, my daughter was paying seven hundred and forty a month for rent, and we we just knew uh, we could get more rent than the seven hundred that they were requesting, or seven maybe it was seven hundred and forty to stay in the rental pool. So we never did sign up for the rental pool. And you know, uh, within a very short period of time, we were making. Um, $1,200 a month on those condos. And at one time, we had them up as high as $1,400 a month. Uh, with our market, the way it is, it's actually dropped back down to about $1,200 again. But still, we cash flow those properties about $300 a month, even after all the, um, you know, uh, uh, you guys in, in the U.S. would call them HOA fees. Here, we call them condo fees. Okay. So yeah, so it's still about $300 a month.
0: Fantastic. So you had a positive experience right out of the gate. That's wonderful. Yeah. So um, I know that you are great about using other people's money for investing too. So maybe you can tell us about your first no money down deal that you did.
1: Sure. You know, when when we took our Rich Dad classes, that was actually my favorite class. They called it creative financing. And to this day, it's one of the things I love most about um, real estate is, is all the creative financing options you can do. And so our first no money down deal, uh, by this time, uh, we'd used up most of the equity in our home. And we knew if we were going to build, because our goal was to have 50 doors in five years. So we wanted to have 5000 a month minimum cash flow, and we had been taught that if you if your property cash flowed $50 a month, buy it. So, we thought, okay, 50 doors, five years, $5,000 a month passive income, that's a really nice side income. So, we knew we needed to um, use other people's money if we were going to get there. So, our first no money down deal, um, uh, my my daughter at the time had lived uh, just a block away, uh, and um her and her boyfriend had broke up. And so she had, uh, he was driving around there one day and he said, you know what? And he says, there's a brand new house in that area that's up for sale. He says, uh, I thought you might be interested in it. So we went by and had a look and it and it wasn't a brand new house. It was an old house. It was built in the fifties, but she'd put brand new siding and brand new windows in it. So it looked new from the outside. And it was an up down duplex, so it had two bedrooms upstairs and one bedroom down um, and so we we talked to her and she was asking one hundred and sixty thousand and um she, but it, the work wasn't done. So, so we started out offering her I think 140,000. She wouldn't take it. She said, "You know, my, the work's not done. I really think I can get 160. Uh, but if I don't, you know, I'll, I'll entertain your offer." Uh, so we went back home and thought about it, went back and we offered 150. And she said, well, you know what, again, I, I probably would would take 150, but I, I just want to finish it, you know, because it's going to look really nice when it's finished. And uh, so... We thought, you know what, she's kind of playing hardball with us. What if we offer her her asking price, but ask her for a vendor take back? Uh, And of course, she didn't know what a vendor take back was. So we had to explain to her about her putting her own money back into her own property. So we explained it saying, we we would be will we asked her first what she was going to do with the money and she said I'm getting out of rental properties it's too much work I even have my own family living in here and they screwed me and so she says I just want out and and she says I'll probably just put my money in the bank what do you think you'd earn there oh maybe one or two percent if I'm lucky and we said well you know what we we've got a proposal we would be interested in buying your property we'll give you full price 160 thousand for it if you would give us the the down payment back. Uh, We have the money now to do the down payment, but at close, and we would pay you 6% interest on that. So once she got to understand, she said, wow, I'm actually going to win twice in this deal. That never happens to me. Yep. I'm in. So she did it. So at close, right at the lawyers, we were able to, uh, buy her property with her money. I think we had a $5,000 deposit and and she left her, it was 30, I think 32,000 or something like that, uh, in, in the deal. And, and the, the original deal was that she'd leave it there for five years. We did end up paying her out sooner. Um, And we've had people say to us, you know, you you probably overpaid for that property, Edna. And I said, yeah, you know what? I think we did. But we got $1,000 a month minimum cash flow out of that property for the next five years. So you tell me who won. We won. It was a big win. So you put $5,000
0: down. That was how much you put in the deal. And you made yeah. $1,000 a month after Well, that. you know,
1: I mean, oh, wow. that original 5,000, uh, we got all that back because she she put her whole money in there. The only money we had in the deal was the legal costs, which wow. I think was around $2,000. And yeah, and 1,000 a month. And to this day, we own that property and we still make over 800 a month cash flow, even though rents have dropped a bit because um, sometimes we had it furnished and we made a little bit more and a couple of times it was vacant you know it is an older property um but yeah very very happy and we still still have that property to this day
0: nice well i know you um teach other people about doing this these cool strategies as well so maybe you could share with us some success stories of those you've taught
1: You know what? I'd love to share that because, uh, you know, right right now I have a program called uh, 90 Days to 5K. And it's not in 90 days you're going to make $5,000. That's not what it is. The idea behind the program is in 90 days when you're done the class you will know exactly what it takes for you to be making 5000 a month in passive income in three to five years. That's the time frame I use. And the reason I say three to five years is, you know what, that was originally our goal was five years to make making 5000 a month. And we did it in 18 months. So I, you know, I'm very realistic with my numbers. And I have students right now uh, that, are, that are in my program that are actually working on 23 separate deals, uh, which, and I get to see them all because I help them analyze them or look at their analyzing to make sure it's right, and almost 400 doors that these students are working on right now. And I've had, uh, one of my, one of my biggest success stories are the one I like to brag about the most because it's so powerful. I have two 20 year old guys, uh, who they didn't want to go to university. They wanted to be, uh, they want to be millionaires. That's what they want to be. And they figured out that they wanted to do it through real estate. So they originally were going to go buy a hood house. Uh, they, everybody thinks they got to start by fixing and flipping a, house, right? Make some money. And they, they wouldn't even get out of the vehicle at night in this area. That's the kind of area it Yikes. was. Okay. Uh, and and so they got back in the vehicle and they went, no, we, we got to do something different. We got to educate ourselves so we know what we're doing. I mean, we're they're talking about knocking down walls and all this stuff. And they didn't even have a clue about that stuff. Uh, one was a car salesman and one was... Um, I think he was a manager at Best Buy, so so both good little salesmen, but they didn't know anything about contracting, and um, so they they were talking to a local mortgage broker, and the mortgage broker said, "You know what? If you want to get into that business, you got to talk to Edna. She teaches people like you guys." And he, she said, "Best bang for your buck, money wise. Don't take the money you've saved and put it in a house and hope you might make some money. Uh, go see Edna, and and you'll 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 do well." So they started with me about a year ago, um, and they, you know, took their time to learn. In in December of last year, they bought their first building, um, and it was a 12 unit, almost new building that was going into foreclosure if we didn't rescue finance these guys. And uh, that that building, they were able to raise the capital to buy it. Um, now, uh, the the first hundred and thirty five thousand I think they actually raised from one of the parents uh, and some people say oh well yeah I don't have any parents but you know what how many parents would give a 20 year old kid hundred and some thousand dollars if they didn't have some good faith in them right right so so they is so they got the first part from the parents got the second at uh, hundred or two more hundred thousand from some investors But the investors were a little slow bringing their money to the table and the parents were kind of disappointed. They said, oh, we didn't think you could raise the money. We were really hoping that we would be your full partners. Hmm. And I said, well, you know what? boys, if you want to do that, why not? Like at the meantime, they'd been out working on the property because we got under agreement for sale. They'd been painting and doing different stuff. One was doing the books. And I said, you know what, if you want your parents, we can find something for the other investors. And so they went back to the parents that night, and the one boy gave his parents 15 minutes to make the decision and they said yes so they actually ended up fully funding that property with their with their parents investing with them. so they are 50/50 partners. Um, their, their next deal uh, they got 2 12 units again almost brand new the same foreclosure deal that we're working with with this other with the supplier of ours. Uh, so uh, we helped them raise the money. I brought, I put in a senior partner with them uh, to help them finance it, so that they would have the experience and the and the net worth because they're twenty years old, right? They have no net worth. <laughs> right. <laughs> and shortly after that, they were approached by another building uh, owner down the street from their first building, which was again built by the same builder, uh, but had been sold a couple years prior. And they said, okay, so we know you bought this other building. Uh, We we are not very good at managing these buildings. At the point they approached these guys, they had nine out of 12 vacant, nine out of 12 units vacant. They were hurting. And guess what? Our guys had a waiting list for their building. So they said, Absolutely, will take it over. So again, they did it under agreement for sale because the guy's mortgage is not up till November. This just happened in May. They'll work on that building, bringing it up to stuff and get it ready for financing. And you know, they bought those buildings uh, at about one one million five hundred and fifty thousand, and they were appraised at one point nine million. They have four buildings like that now. And and it and just just the other day it turned a year that they've been working with me.
0: That is so exciting. Well, I guess on their path to becoming millionaires, sounds like they did already in their network. That is super you know what?
1: Yeah. Exciting. Well, you know what? If they don't get to have the net worth a hundred percent themselves because they do have investment partners, mm-hmm. but they own um, they own fifty percent of one building. Thirty percent, thirty percent of another, and then twenty percent of the last twenty-four. So, but even then, it's up over two hundred fifty thousand, right? Their net worth. Oh, yeah. And, and once their investors are paid out, which the, the goal is five years, well, then all their cash flow cuts in. They're already at over 5000 a month in five That's years. Awesome. They're, they're cool. there.
0: And now they know the system. They know how to do it so they can keep doing it and building and building.
1: That's wonderful. Exactly. Yeah. I They've got it. two more buildings under contract right now. Again, same guy, same, same guy in trouble, but we've built the relationship with them. So now the deals come straight to us.
0: Yeah, because you've performed and done what you said you're gonna do, so then you're the next logical buyer for it. Well, yeah. how yeah. wonderful that his um that seller's problem is, you know, opportunities for your students. That's really exciting.
1: Yeah, it is exciting.
0: So um so what are you doing um yourself? Obviously, you're coaching people and you know, tell us more about that.
1: Well, you know, um I feel like everything I've done in my life has kind of brought me to this point. I get up in the morning and I'm almost giddy with what I get to do. You know, I get to, uh, you know, do stuff like this. I get to be on the phone at, at noon. I'm, I'm on the phone with another couple who have a property under contract and we're going to discuss the best way to do it. Uh, just before our call, I had a, a student of mine, uh call me up and they want to put an offer on a building in uh, British Columbia. And we went through the, uh, it's their first one, it's their first building. And so I told them what to say and how to sound sophisticated on the phone and stuff like that. And I, sh- I should hear back within the hour if they, if they got their offer put in. And then within 24 hours, we should know if they got it accepted. Um, and, you know, I've already got investors that are interested in investing in that area. And uh, th- this couple is actually in my mastermind. And so one of the things, That I do with my mastermind students is I help them with stuff like that. You know, Uh, the 90 day to 5K program is my training program to get people uh, up. I'm really training them to be my partners long term. And if they they like it, they like what we do. uh, I just think we're really able to scale our business a lot larger working with a whole group of people as it is than trying to do it, uh, you know, as a Lone Ranger.
0: Absolutely. You can do so much more. Instead of one plus one equals two, it's one plus one equals three, four, five, you know, between leveraging everybody's skills and assets and all of that, you can build and grow so much more and everybody benefits. So I get excited when I meet people with the same philosophy as me. That's exciting.
1: It is exciting.
0: So um, tell us a little bit about, you know, for my listeners, we, we do a free download almost every show, and you're generously offering your download about JV Secrets. Tell us a little bit about what is in that.
1: Well, one of the things that we learned very early on is about partnering with people who had more experience than us. And uh, that was really key for us to build our portfolio quickly. Um, you know, we were scared. We were scared of everything. And, you know, and and we were scared of losing money. We were scared of tenants. We were scared of roofs, everything. So for us to really scale, um, and, and we, we met a couple who had been in the same program we'd been in, but had been in it two years longer, and they had something like thirty houses or something when we met them, and we went, "Holy cow, that's a lot of houses in in two years! How did you do that?" And they they showed us. At the time, I couldn't raise money for properties because I was still a financial advisor, and you have these rules. Mm-hmm. And so they they showed us about raising money, about bringing in capital, and uh, how they'd been able to do it. And we partnered with them on quite a few deals, even our very first apartment building we partnered with them. And it just took so much of the fear away. You know, uh, we had the net worth and the incomes to qualify for the mortgages, but we didn't have the experience. So they had the experience and they managed the properties. They were property managers. And you know, that's one of the things when you're dealing with multifamily, that's required. Is there, you have to have a net worth of at least twenty five percent of whatever you're buying, you or your investors, and uh, and you have to have property management experience, or you have to have a good property management team on board. They they don't just um, allow people to buy apartment buildings without. Those strategies all set up, and so uh, that—that's what we've taken and run with. Is is we do joint ventures, uh, and it's the best way to really build your portfolio. I always say I'd rather own twenty five percent of four buildings than hundred percent of one because they're not all performing at the same time, especially if you're in different areas. So uh, that—that's kind of what the joint venture secrets is about. It's how to set yourself up in joint ventures, how to, how to build your value as a joint venture partner, because you don't all want to be a bunch of brand new investors joint venturing, right? You want um, your brand new person who's maybe good at sales, good at uh, talking to investors. You want your experienced person who can do property management. You might want a renovator, you know, that sort of thing. And it's, so it's the whole key behind that of how to set up proper joint ventures structure them and it. everything. That's
0: awesome. Mm-hmm. So for people to get that, listeners, you're going to go to hardhatholly.com forward slash 60. We are in episode 60. And alternatively, if you're just on your phone, not on a computer, can't get to a keyboard, all you need to do is text hardhat with no spaces in it to the number 38470. That's 38470, and you'll be able to get the download there as well as our past downloads. So Edna, why don't you tell our listeners how they can best um, find you, get in touch with you? What's the best way for them to find you?
1: Sure. Um, they can reach out to me uh, right at my uh, website, which is ednakeep.com, and, uh, they can, or they can join me. I have a Joint Venture Secrets Facebook group as well, where I, I have a an ch- ongoing challenge challenge that kind of runs in there. I have other investors in there. We chat. They ask it's a great place to ask questions, that sort of thing. And it's just called J- uh, Six Figure JV Secrets.
0: Cool. I'll put all of that in the show notes. And for people who don't know how to spell your name, it's very easy, but it's E-D-N-A-K-E-E-P. So ednakeep.com. So, well, thank you so much for sharing your stories and your students' stories. Very inspirational. I get so excited to hear about people's success stories and their ability to break free from the rat race, And we're sort of talking in Robert Kiyosaki terms. So
1: yes, yeah, exactly. it's
0: been so nice of you to share all this. So um, any final words of wisdom or advice you'd like to give to people who are considering jumping into real estate investing?
1: You know what there 's one thing I, I consistently tell people over and over again: your income will never exceed your personal development. You have to invest in yourself to get better. you have to uh, or you 're going to be stuck so if you if you 're thinking of buying a property and you got some money, maybe you should think about learning how to raise money and spend that money on your education
0: well said and listeners you're in the right place by listening to podcasts and getting educated to, to start so great job well thank you and with that we will be signing off thanks Edna thank you so much Holly.
1: if you found value in today's episode make sure to subscribe rate and review our show you can find our show notes at our website houseflipmasters.com on the podcast page also To get our top tips for finding deals without spending lots of money, go to houseflipmasters.com for your free download today.